0: Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. Morning, a pretty nice heavy company. Welcome to Sunday. I can't work out what sort of day today is. Whether it's going to be a wet day, a damp day, a miserable day, a cold day, a snowy day, a sleet day, or a shopping day. And I have a sneaking feeling it's going to be a shopping day. Because you've really got to get your skates on. When we're, we're getting ever closer, it's the 9th of December... All of a sudden, I've started looking in the diary, thinking I actually don't have many free days. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, a pantomime. I've got Christmas drinks on two occasions. What else have I got to do? I've got hospital on two occasions as well. All sorts of things to try and fit in before uh, the old man with the beard pops down the chimney and leaves you lots of uh, lovely things. Somebody called Jenny says, "Squirty creep," it's delicious on mince pies. Well, we got the squirt. Here it is. We well, can't hear it, can you? But it's a, it's it's quite a it's quite an impressive. Well, there's quite a lot in there, I think so. Perhaps, perhaps we'll have a squirt later. Who knows? Push the boat out. Anyway, it is nice to be company. I trust you managed to get through the uh, the week, uh, Megan. They're not leaving this one alone, the newspapers. They're really not. Uh, A sweet valentine to a daddy, basically saying, you know, you're uh, everything that I am. You made me. Because we have grown up to be the sort of people that our parents warned us about in the first place. Uh, The fitness tracker that can tell if you're getting depressed. I shouldn't imagine you need to be told you're getting depressed. The great escape for Houdini's old theatre. Love that story. Um, Also, I mean, I don't believe this. They've said Meghan Markle may need Cockney lessons. Cockney lessons, um, as the royal family Christmas tradition is watching EastEnders. No, it isn't. They don't sit down and watch EastEnders. What a load of old hogwash. Honestly, Clemmy Moody has done this story, saying that they sit... What do the Queen sit there? And uh, Do anybody understand what these people are saying? The Cockneys. In a, I mean, it's r- rubbish. They don't sit down. You won't need an interpreter to understand EastEnders. It's very simple. Also, the um, ITV not very happy, because little Danny Dyer and that fake relationship... They've already filmed the Christmas one. It's now going to look a bit silly, isn't it? Because we all know it's an act. We all know that it was never destined to last. In fact, I don't think there's a columnist anywhere who's actually said, oh, we thought this was a relationship that was going to go the full term. No, it wasn't. It was never going to go the full term. He was a pen salesman who sold a few envelopes and stationery and she could just about pull a pint. Unfortunately, what she can't do is speak English, but there you go. Would you pay somebody 2000 quid to decorate your Christmas tree? Um... Not one tree. I'd probably pay two grand for three trees fully decorated. Yeah, when you see them done properly... I mean, my one, I don't have balls... And so I don't, I don't, but I mean I've got huge. They're mine are look at that, the size of footballs mine, but I I don't want them on the tree because they make the tree look a bit a bit pathetic. So uh, my brother's tree I saw it yesterday and that's that's a really good tree and he's got loads of some new decorations plus decorations which must be nearly forty five years old at least forty five years old. So you can bring in a company now. They will come into your house and you go okay I want you to do Christmas and they'll go. OK. Balls? And you go absolutely. Or you can have a theme. The theme this year could be dolphins. A bit naff for Christmas, but you know, you might as well have things. And I, I do like pretty decoration. The Queen's got miniature crowns on her tree. <laughs> Makes it sound a bit pretentious, doesn't it? But I quite like the sound of it. Jonathan Shallot went there and went, ooh, they've got crowns on the trees. Which I thought was good. So you could pay somebody who'll come in and they will literally move Christmas in, a bit like OK magazine, decorate the, the tree, uh, take the photographs and then tiddle off. And you can have that done. It saves you having to worry about going out and buying a tree and, and getting it all decorated and watering it if it needs watering and sort of worrying about will it stay erect? Because that's always the big problem, isn't it? When you sort of look, you don't want it leaning, so you've got to make sure it's done. It's like a two-man job. Two-man job. My first one fell over. Don't know why. Uh, the face masks for Christmas. If you were thinking of a Christmas present, it's a face mask that makes you look young. Only trouble is, it's £430, which I think is a little bit too much money. A little bit too much. Uh, Also, um, how much will you spend on the party season? Because this is the time of year, and we are right in the middle of London. You don't get any more central than Leicester Square. There are places around here, party venues, pubs, uh, private hire rooms, all sorts of things. And you will start seeing the office party. Well... You won't see the office party, you'll see the remnants of it. And the remnants will be somebody in a doorway with a tinsel crown on, holding a fairy wand, but incapable of speaking. And those are uh, a great time. I saw some people, I was coming in this evening, two people slumped on the ground. I mean, seriously, so dangerous, so dangerous. Uh, Also, burger, chips, a pint and a pudding in Wetherspoons, about 2,500 calories, which is actually, I think, I I don't know what, what... you know, how much that's supposed to be. Is that good, bad or indifferent? It doesn't sound horrendously wonderful, does it? But okay. I don't know what a d- Oh, donut's little. <sighs> as long as you don't actually swallow, you should be all right. It's the, it's the swallowing action that, that gives you the calories, as you can imagine. But that, that's the jam donut, isn't it? We're not actually giving the jam ones to Henry. I think that's not, actually, in the Stone Age. So he's actually got the one with the hole in. <laughs> actually, I quite like the ones with the hole in because you feel as if you've eaten air. And air's quite uh, quite pleasant. They're quite nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can have a photograph taken with it if you want. I'm sure you would. <laughs> Push. Would you like some squirty cream on it? Just to sort of add to it. Would you like some squirty cream? I think that's so exciting. Squirty cream. I don't even know how you you're going to do some squirty cream. I don't know how we do this. You watch. This is going to be the biggest disaster you've ever you've ever heard on a. On a radio. <laughs> it's so funny. So funny, this. Anyway, I must t- tell you, thank you very much indeed. Oh, I don't know how we're going to... I tell you what, if you do it, Henry, <laughs> then at least I can't be blamed. Squirt it into the middle of it, but try to avoid the, the papers. No, don't aim it upwards. Aim it downwards. That's it. Well Oh, my Lord. <laughs> it's more dangerous than we thought. Does it need another shake? Oh, that's not... Oh, look at that. Oh, that's... <laughs> Sorry, blimey, not sure about that. Not sure about that. <laughs> there you go. That's the first time we've actually, and it feels quite cold, so it's obviously pressurised, isn't it? I'd eat it before it evaporates. You know what it's like, things like this. Eight four eight five oh, Steve at LBC to dot uh, co dot uk. Actually, I have to be honest, it's so funny. We, you know, we we do the RAJAR figures every... Is it three months we do them? I can never remember. We're per, we used to be not permanently in RAJAR, which is the way of surveying how many people are listening. Sunday morning, through the roof. Through the roof. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Because uh, it uh, it sort of guarantees the next... Next few years' contracts. Uh, Babs says, best mince pies, Greg's, plus squirty cream. Well, we've just decided you can have a field day with squirty cream. You can really go mad with it. Very nice. But good on mince pies, says Jenny, so that's, that's quite nice. Uh, also, also, also... Um, da, 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 da. Oh, sorry. I just realised I'm looking at some of Matt's uh, texts and emails. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Have your posh candles with the water feature found a nice place in the home? They have, Phil. Yes. In fact, actually, I took the other one out of the box. I thought it was silver. It's gold. So I must have given silver to my brother. But uh, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, What was everybody uh, talking about this week? Oh, surprise, surprise, Brexit. What were they talking about with Matt Stadlin? Bereavement. You know, and how bereavement affects different people in different ways. This is after George Bush cried at his uh, his father's memorial. Not at the memorial, but when he mentioned the fact he was his father, that, that triggered it. And there's no uh, there's no way of explaining things like that at all, because it just sometimes creeps up on you, and uh, and you just have to you just have to sort of put up with it. It's nothing. Everybody goes through it. Everybody goes through it. It's a hard person who could actually talk about the the death of a parent without sort of tearing up a little bit. Uh, the jelly bean. I'm not sure if it is actually a jelly bean. In the thumb ends the pain of hand arthritis. I'm always intrigued about new sort of facilities that are coming out and they they say, we've worked this out. And if you put this in there, then that can end the pain because people who suffer from arthritis suffer really badly, suffer really badly. Also, guess what the child killer Ian Huntley wants for Christmas? This one certainly uh, certainly got me thinking. He wants stockings, a twin set and, and a wig for Christmas, because he wants to change sex. He's decided he wants to continue his life as a woman. I couldn't really care less what he chooses to do with his life as long as he suffers immeasurably during it. Uh, Barbara Windsor was out on the town looking a million dollars the other day. Absolutely. She went to um, uh, a Christmas party. It was quite a well-heeled Christmas party. In fact, it was a very, very well-heeled Christmas party. And she went there and she looked as though she loved every minute of it. Uh, Rita in Coronation Street. This is a bit of a spoiler alert She's going to lose the cabin. Norris sells it behind her back. I'm not sure if she's given it to him, and he sells it because uh, he wants the money. But he sells it to a couple that she's not happy about. What's the matter? What? What is it? Oh, it's oh sorry, it's ITV. We have to, have to remember that producer on a Sunday. Doesn't do ITV. I don't think he ever watches ITV. That's a really bizarre thing. I mean, was there ever a time when you couldn't get ITV on a television? I mean, did it ever work out like that? Because at one point, there must have been just one channel, mustn't there? And it must have been the BBC. I can't think of it being anything else. And so, I, I don't know. I've, I've got no idea. I, I can't remember whether or not BBC Two came on air before ITV, and whether ITV... Because each different region... Because we used to have ITV London... Now it's all these regions that come together. Because I used to remember all the different... Wherever the game shows came from, they used to play the the theme tune before it. And I can't remember, actually. I can't remember exactly, exactly, uh, what happened or how it went along. So the BBC was the first thing. It was all black and white. And that came from Alexandra Palace. Originally, style BBC Two. that was the third British television station to be launched in 1964. And in 67... Three years later, Europe's first television channel to broadcast regularly in colour. We had colour. We had we had we had colour television. Well, it was black and white, and then he, he fiddled with the knob, and up came colour. And we sat there and went, wow. It was quite something if you'd never seen it before. You'd only ever seen colour if you went to the cinema. I think the London Weekend contractor, ATV. Launched two days later, ITV was admitted as an active member of the European Broadcasting Union. You'll remember through the Independent Television Companies Association, together with the Independent Television Authority, in 1959. So now you know. I can remember though, television screens used to be tiny. Now, you know, most people have got pff, 40 inches, 40-inch 40 television. I would think that that's quite quite average now. My brother's television is huge. I'm sure it's the wrong size for the place, but there you go. Uh, Jan says, if the Queen has miniature crowns on her tree, do you have miniature headphones? Now, that I don't think they make miniature headphones. I don't think they do, actually. <laughs> I don't think they have miniature headphones. I don't think they have miniature headphones. I don't remember. But if, if anybody knows where you get little tiny... Well, they look a bit ridiculous on a tree, because most headphones are black. So you're not really going to see them very much on a tree. If they made them in gold then that would be quite... I could see gold headphone. Perhaps somebody should bring those out. Miniature gold headphones, you know, in a set of ten or something. You could just hang on the tree. Brilliant idea. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. We go through the papers. we tell you the stories that matter. We'll tell you as well the stories that we don't really care about. And we'll tell you why there's a bit of a race-hate storm going on at Chelsea, plus the uh, Holly and Harry, the real king and queen of the jungle. She... Since she's covered up her boobs, the papers are saying her fortunes have checked. Because if you look at early Holly Willoughby, Booby, that's why she was called Holly Willoughby. she was all open-fronted, so you could see... Oh God, that was a chest and a half, wasn't it? I used to worry about that. In our local newsagent years and years ago, they used to have actress has a large chest for sale, and she used to advertise this thing every week. And I used to think, well, how much furniture has she got, for goodness sake? And then, you know, actress has large chest for It was only later... But I suddenly realised what it was. But up until that moment, it's like, no, you say, Bill Stickers will be prosecuted. I feel so sorry for this man. You know, have your name plastered all over the place. You know, he's going to be prosecuted. But the, it was the large chest which always intrigued me. As indeed it would do. Quarter past five. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Agony this morning. Absolute agony. You know why? I did the ultimate thing yesterday. I stubbed my little toe. Oh, my Godfathers. Oh, throbbing, it was like a scene out of Tom and Jerry (laughs) but anyway, good news is, well bad news and good news, bad news and good news Uh, firstly, at least you're back on if you're on O2, secondly you probably got um, a message from them, I got, we're very sorry for Thursday's network issues, we understand how important it is to stay connected, especially this time of year, you'll receive a credit for two days of your monthly airtime subscription charges by the end of January we're doing all we can to make sure this doesn't happen again Two days' credit. Whoopie-doo. I I don't know how I'm going to spend the money. I shall spend it very wisely. Two days, that's all we're going to get, isn't it? Bit of a shame. Uh, Spray cream describes almost every takeaway coffee I have this season, Steve. Thinking of toffee latte and Christmas caramel in particular. Oh, that's the ones that they do. Oh, I had a thing the other day. Starbucks in Twickenham. Now, I thought, I do seem to remember this, because I'm quite good at remembering certain things, that their policy used to be, unless they've changed it, if we get the drink wrong... We'll we'll put it right. We want you to be happy with the drink. So, I always order the same thing. I've never varied, never never varied at all. It's always grande, extra, extra dry, extra shot cappuccino. Now, in their manual, extra, extra dry is foam with a little bit of milk. A little bit of milk. I don't want all that milk. So, anyway, so this bloke with a, irritating, a hair bun... You know blokes who have hair buns. It's obviously something weird. What's the matter with them? You know, it's not like people who faff around with hair and you know, product on or something. You know, things like that. Anyway, so because I don't need to worry about things like that. And so he makes it and I could see by the milk at the top of it, this is going to be a heavy coffee. And they normally pick them up. I can tell by the pick. I went, no, it's extra, extra dry. Well, that was it. Oh, he had a bit of a tantrum. A little bit of a tantrum as he poured it away in front of me. In front, it didn't even go to the sink at the back. He poured it away in front of me. And I said, listen, I said, if this is a problem, I can go somewhere else for my coffee. You can give me my money back and I'll go somewhere else. Don't start messing me about, pal. I'm a customer. You know, you're not, you don't exactly have the best reputation on the high street. I'm, I've been in here since they used to have good staff in Starbucks. You know, the, you'd go in, they'd go, hi, Steve, usual, yes. You know, that happened to me and Graham, a friend of mine who had an office in uh, Twickenham, all the time. Now, shoddy standards, shoddy standards. You know, they, you know they, they just don't care. They really couldn't give a damn. And so, eventually, the woman made it, and he said a word to her. I wish I'd recorded it, because of a sneaking feeling, it was a very rude word. And if so, I'm going to write to head office, and I'm going to demand his head on a plate. I think it's about right, isn't it? And you know, if you're spending £3 on a piece of foam with some coffee in it, the least you can expect is a bit of service. But unfortunately, out the window, out the window on that day. Perhaps he'd had a bad day. Perhaps he'd suddenly realised he wasn't very good or cut out for anything that involved meeting the public. Because it's a service industry. You have to learn how to do it. But anyway, I thought, he poured it away in front of me and made some comment about, oh, well, I showed you in here. And I think, listen, you know, you're supposed to make the coffee within ten seconds of doing the actual coffee. Because otherwise it sound, it's burnt. Well, they don't seem to understand that one either. Uh, office Christmas meal last night. Uh, no hangover. Lots of theatre to look forward to. Uh, well, well done you. No hangover. See, the trouble is, who wants to go to an office party? Because office parties now, they don't, they don't do sit-down food, do they? Very rarely. It's generally speaking, there's an open bar up to, you know, 20 quid. And, or they give you a voucher. A voucher is very, very popular, and they give you a voucher, and then you sort of go there and uh, and you sort of exchange it for two free drinks, which was which was lovely, which was lovely. But I don't do office parties actually. I don't. I haven't done an office party since oh since since forever. Mainly because they're always midweek, and I have to work. And uh, my loyalty, of course, is to working. You can't. I mean, can you imagine how you know if you actually. Sort of, um, sort of turned up to work and you'd had a few sherbets. Doesn't work, does it? Doesn't work at all. Mark from uh, Dulwich says, double thick squirty cream and strawberries. Sainsbury's extra double thick cream on a hot apple. Oh, that sounds quite nice. Do they do double thick squirty? I'm not sure if they do double thick squirty. I think it's... it's are you on it? Okay, we're going to find out if they do double thick squirty. Because that sounds quite nice. Remember Steve, Starbucks don't pay corporation tax. Well, this one couldn't make a cup of coffee for love nor money. He was in the wrong business. He should have been standing out on the street being abusive. Uh, Russ the Postie, he says, Your Postie doesn't know how lucky he is to deliver to somebody as famous as you. The best I can do is Rachel Riley's mum and a Commons MP. Well, that's good. Not really. Rachel Riley's mum. If it was Rachel Riley, that would be good. Uh, I've had uh, spondylitis for 50 years. And took Bufin's on prescription until a year ago after I read about ginger root capsules. Oh, here we go. Squirty cream, squirty cream swirls. Extra thick. Doesn't that just really get you going, doesn't Your juices are salivating. Extra thick. Somebody ever says to you it's extra thick? I don't think mine is. It doesn't. It just says lightly sweetened, the convenient alternative to fresh whipping cream. But is it really meant for putting on... So it's got 95% whipping cream. Which I'm assuming, there must be something in here, mustn't there, to make it go all, I don't know actually, it's It's quite nice. I remember doing a trifle once with squirty cream, but of course you tend to forget, after a while it evaporates, it just disappears into thin air, so you're left with nothing at all. Uh, Off volunteering, says Gary, for the epping Onger Heritage Railway. Mm. (laughs) You know the trouble we had here, you know that they used it for making a porno film. And uh, I went off it after that. (laughs) I went off it. I've been on it. And I've done the buses and everything else. And then there was a piece in the paper that they made a porno film on there. And I thought, I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think so. Uh, Another one here says, uh, Jeremy Corbyn says he's ready to step in and negotiate an effective Brexit deal. Oh, Clive Bull was asking about this. Uh, I mean, does he know, has he read the Brexit agreement? I don't think he has, actually. I thought that was the, the whole idea, that he hasn't sort of read it. And then everybody was talking about... You know, will we have a new Prime Minister before Christmas? Of course we won't have a new Prime Minister before Christmas. Male or female or otherwise? I mean, will will she get through? I mean, I'm not sure whether or not... You know, people say, of course, we don't know what he he what he would be like. Well, we've seen some of his appointments in the House of Lords. That's enough for me. Enough for me. But uh, you might think differently whether or not it changes. It's funny, isn't it? I thought the country voted on this, but there you go. Uh Steve! I couldn't text for two days. Got a message from O2 for me: two gigabytes of data bundle as, as compensation. So I'll just get two two days off, which isn't exactly the same, Ron. And uh, it's all go here in Paris. Uh, yes, what it, they boarded up shops and everything. I know dreadful troubles, but I can't remember because I, it kind of started. Before I was aware of what was going on over in Paris, and then there's people, you know. Basically, it's looters. That's all it is. It's looters. They're people who go out to thieve other people's properties. They don't care whether it's the Champs Elysees or or Oxford Street. They couldn't care less. These are just people. They are they are just rioters, and uh, and what they'll do is they'll throw tables and chairs through shop windows. You feel like going around to their houses, finding out where they live, and then completely trashing their place and going, "There you go. Now you pick up the pieces." Really sad people, sad, sad people. It's, perhaps they just don't like Christmas or something like that. Great way, Donnie, to spend your holiday with the uh, police whizzing past. And, uh, oh, it's little Julie that had the, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the Christmas meal last night, which is, uh, which is very nice. Is, is a Christmas meal automatically going to be turkey they don't ever offer goose now, do they? Perhaps it's too expensive. But they are, but they, but they do turkey. I'm having obviously Christmas dinner, Christmas Day, and Christmas dinner Boxing Day, and that's that's quite. So I ended up with two two Christmas dinners. But the one I said to my brother, "Can we get um, a trifle in?" And he said, "You won't eat it." I said, "Yes, I will." You know, you always say that. Don't you? "Yes, I will. I'll eat it." And they go, "No, you won't." He said, "We've never managed pudding yet in all these years." We, you know, he said, "We always do." Different things, he said. And, of course, we have the, the Christmas pudding. I don't think I've ever eaten Christmas pudding after Christmas dinner. I'm too stuffed with a little sausage with a bit of bacon wrapped round it and some sprouts and gravy and stuff like that. The rest of it is uh, a bit of a misnomer as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the Sun, Al Murray's Christmas TV guide. They can't even bother to write the word Christmas. They just write Xmas now, which is ridiculous. Also, Jungle Emily in Fling With Married Star. I mean, how many people has she been with? Every time I open up the papers, there's somebody else. She grew close to her partner on Dancing in Ice, which infuriated his wife. Perhaps she's got a reputation. Perhaps she's got a reputation. I don't know. So, Meghan Markle and her Cockney lesson. What's a Cockney lesson? Goodness sake. They said here, Christmas crackered. Knackered. Uh, Hank Marvin. They don't use this rubbish in EastEnders. Has Clemmy Moody ever seen EastEnders? They don't do that. Do they? They're not. They're not EastEnder people. They're actors and actresses. They can probably do Shakespeare. Most of them. Bake bean. Queen. Since when? Since when was that? Since when? Basin a gravy. Baby. I think she just made it up. What a pile of old rubbish. Septic tank. Yank. How often does that crop up in EastEnders? Oh, look, here's a septic ca- tank coming into the Queen Vic. What you got there, Dot? It's my septic tank. Oh, Pauline. Well, she can't say that now. What's a Vera Lynn? Gin. Have you ever heard anybody go up to the bar in the Queen Vic and going, a uh, couple of virilins, and uh, when you've nipped up the old apples and pears? Nobody speaks like that. Nobody speaks like God, in heaven, honestly. They've got no idea, have they? No idea. Best show of the day. I think I'm the only show of the day, aren't I? I'm sort of, I'm sort of the one that kickstarts your uh, your Sunday morning. Just so we can find out what's going on in the world. David Beckham partying in Miami. Oh, she won't like it. Do you know what the thing here that they say with stars, including Helena Christensen, while wife Victoria pe- prepares for Christmas? Victoria Beckham prepares for Christmas. I shouldn't imagine she'd know how to stuff a turkey if her life depended on it. Victoria Beckham does Christmas. I don't think so. Have you got the tree up yet, Dave? But, um, anyway, meanwhile, Victoria posted a festive pic with daughter Harbour. Harper captioned, Elf is back on the shelf. Riveting. You can only imagine how dull Christmas in their household must be. OK, um, has everybody got their makeup on? OK, now we'll have a picture, pretend it's just casual. OK, Harper, you look adorable. You know, everybody looks wonderful. Brooklyn, maybe not, dear. His last girlfriend's just shacked up with another girl. He had this, this girlfriend, and they've they've moved in together. And apparently they they were seen and holding hands and, and and kissing and doing that that kind of sort of stuff, you know, which makes you wonder. Oh yes, news of course. Five thirty on LBC with the headlines. Philip Chrisacos. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Twenty seven minutes to six. It's Sunday, the ninth of December. Squirty cream says Dave. It's full of laughing gas. Office parties, they're all on the mobile. Why bother with the actual party? Do it on the phone. I just don't do office parties. I just don't do them. I just sort of, I just don't quite get it. If you want to go out for a drink, it's like what we do here is, and we did it uh, last year, so we're going to do it this year as well. All the early breakfast people on all the stations that we've got, we all go out for Breakfast. Um, we have sort of a couple of hours over a, over a breakfast with fruit and granola and stuff like that, which is quite nice actually. So we all catch it because we all see each other every morning, just that we don't get a chance to actually go out and do anything. So that's what we're that's what we're going to do this year. Locked into the uh, five o'clock spike, says Wash. Thank you. And uh, back in Goa, still listening to you. You make my morning. Uh, Vera Lynn's are actually skins, as in Rizzlers. It was used in the song Ebenezer Geezer, says Ian. Of course, you're now assuming that I've heard of the song "Ebenezer Kisses." <laughs> oh dear, Dave O'Brien's probably salivating, Steve, at the possibility of a Corbyn government. What are you saying? What are you saying? You say that James leaves a little bit to the uh, to the left, <laughs> I like that idea, and Sue. Says, I wanted to thank you on behalf of all the arthritis sufferers for mentioning arthritis. There's 100 types and over 400,000 people in the UK with it. It is life-changing, as you said. Very painful, invasive, and isn't recognised as it should be by the NHS. I'll tell you about this thing a bit later on. This is inserting a bean, whether it's a jelly bean, I don't know. They've actually called it a jelly bean. And uh, and I'm not too sure actually whether or not they, they can't really be inserting a jelly bean under your finger, can they? Uh the Posty uh, from South he says, Your post, oh, that's right, the best I can do, he says, is Rachel Riley's mum and a Commons MP, not the same house. My old mucker mate Nigel from Chesterfield put you on to me, and I've been listening ever since. He says you're even big down under. It's true, actually. I think one, one could say something like that, you know, But you can't about the other people on the team, but, you know, I am lucky. Do you know, I was watching, what was I watching? Oh, Dame Edna Everidge on the Michael Parkinson show with Sharon Osbourne and Judi Dench, and they laughed, and la- he just took over the show. It was, it was just a masterclass, masterclass uh, in, uh, in, in comedy timing. Comedy time. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. 84850, uh, steve at lbc.co.uk. Thank you for really the advice on Squirty Cream. We've only used it the once and you have to come in and tidy up after. It's all over the place. But, uh, but quite nice. Uh, the to- turmoil of living the celebrity dream. This is Caroline Flack. What celebrity dream, dear? I mean, if you're not able to do something, get out of the business. They say in public her career's seen a meteoric rise, but her life off screen has been a disaster. Yeah, alcohol fuelled, isn't it? You've got to you've got to sort of wake up and try and be an adult. I mean she's over thirty, for goodness sake. And um you know, she's been out with loads and loads of people. But the trouble is, you know, people are laughing at you now, Caroline. It's not the thing that it should be. She's been with Ollie Mers on the X Factor, and then the paramedics were called out after an ex-boyfriend falsely claimed that she was having a breakdown and all the rest of it. And you think to yourself, these people who live their life in the celebrity spotlight is bad, bad news, bad news. You've got to learn to do it properly. I mean, they had the other day The Chase. Who was on there? There There was somebody from BBC News. I think it could have been Louise Minchin. I'm not sure. I can't remember. It might have been. And there was some bloke who I recognise, but I can't tell you his name. And then they had Matt Allwright. And then they had Stacey Solomon. I mean, everybody knows she's dim. The question she was given was so simple. So so simple. I mean it was almost an embarrassment really. Almost an embarrassment. But you know, it doesn't matter really. Uh Steve, a father's been dubbed Bother of the Year for soaring his son's PlayStation in half. What a brilliant idea. What a brilliant idea. Soaring a Playstation in half. So what parents I don't know what I don't know what they must have toy this year for Christmas is. Is there a is that we, we've had it before where they were sort of guessing what they thought was going to be the toy. It's generally some computer-type thing from uh, from some Japanese manufacturer, which means that they make millions of them. Tamagotchis were very famous in years gone by. We've had those Cabbage Patch dolls. We've had all sorts of things. And each year... Oh, and then what did we have one year? Furbies. That was the year that I managed to to fool Argos. I went into the Richmond branch, I've been trying to get some Furbies for ages. I've already got... I'd bought s- four of them. They're still in the packaging. I haven't uh, taken them out of the packaging. They're sort of it's an investment for the future, whether they're worth any more, I've got no idea. And uh, they had three on the back of the thing. And uh, I said, oh, can I have two of those? So she she picked them up off the back shelf, put them in a bag, and, and I, I paid for them. Some bloke came out and said, what have you just done? She said, I've just sold two of the Furbies. He said, it's only one per customer. I thought, too late by that time. I was out the door very fast. Uh, top toys for Christmas. Fingerlings, untamed dinos. 16 99 for five pluses. Which looks, uh, they look a bit un- un- unimaginative, don't they? You see, Harry Potter, the Hogwarts Express Lego. £75. Wow. Wow, seventy-five pounds! Uh, Poopsie's surprise unicorn. What is it with unicorns this year? Very odd. There are two versions to choose from, from eighteen months upwards. And I think it's sort of it's. Oh, that's right. You feed your unicorn the slime food, and then it poos on its potty. How riveting! How riveting! Uh, Elastplasty. This is for five. Uh, this is slime, and you can also grow it, expandable by a hundred times. I mean, I quite like goo and stuff like that. <laughs> Mini Waitrose Supermarket, £45. Uh, recommended by John Lewis, surprise price. price. Toot Toot Friends, Kingdom Pirate Ship. Oh, he there, me arties £29.99. It does require two AA batteries. Monopoly, always a good winner. The Fortnite Edition, £21.99. Barbie's Ultimate Kitchen. I hate Barbie. I can't get into Barbie at all. It's an American. Because we, we had one, didn't we? It was it was sort of similar to Barbie, but it wasn't quite as popular. Pick Cindy, that's right. She was never as popular as Barbie. Barbie was sort of the glam one. Barbie was the one with the little, you know, boobies and, and things like that. She was very popular. Uh, this is Pick Me Pops. I don't even know what that is. Oh, they, they're stickers. You get uh, surprise balls. Always a surprise, I think, if you open the box and the surprise balls in it. Uh, plus the toys smell heavenly. Do you remember rubbers that used to smell of um, strawberry and stuff like that? You could eat the things. I used to have one on the end of my pencil. So it wasn't very big, but uh, and you get oh, I used to love the smell of it. Rubbers. I used to go in there and go, "Have you got any rubbers that smell?" You know, and uh, many of the time I was ejected for some strange reason from shops. But there you go. Uh, somebody says here uh, the Christmas tree is a German tradition. Um, well, it was brought to here by Albert, wasn't it? Albert brought over the Christmas tree to us here. And apparently they use squirty cream, says Russ the Postie, in our exotic dancing clubs in South End. I don't think it's extra thick, though. Oh. <laughs> Do they really? Are they supposed to? Or is that just something completely different? Uh, septic tank, uh, could be something else, says Gary in Woolwich. Oh, right. Oh, well, there you go. Um... Uh, somebody says, I've got arthritis after fracturing my shoulder in a fall. The pain is indescribable. And all the sulphur are anti-inflammatories and a year between hospital appointments. See, so we need to sort out things like that. Sometimes, you know, people don't realise just how much pain. A friend of mine's got Raynards. Have you heard of that? Where his hands go ice cold. And I keep saying to him, get some gloves. And he keeps saying, oh, I should have remembered gloves. But he, he keeps forgetting all the time. But uh, one of these days he might remember it. And, and, and... Oh, look, it's a picture of Maya Jama, who's on holiday with her photographer, so she can show you a picture of her bum in the paper today, which is lovely. She's on a beach in somewhere, Barbados. um, Stormzy, who is her rapper-boyfriend... I don't know anything about Stormzy. I just know that I think it's... Who here likes Stormzy? There's somebody here, isn't there? Who's... Sheila Fogarty, that's right. Well, what was that? How did that work out? Has she got something going with him or something? Is it like, sort of, she's a fan of the music, or... I don't quite... Understand. He called... his G? What's that? Oh, right. His G, yeah. use use my G. <laughs> I bet she was thrilled. Probably something very rude. Girlfriend. could G could be for girlfriend. Let's err uh, on the side of caution, shall we? Um, 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 um. Why did I save this bit? Oh, a lot of people doing pictures of elves on shelves. I nearly I nearly went for an elf on a shelf, and I suddenly... Said, no, it's silly. Do not buy into it, Stephen. It's ridiculous. Uh, Mark says, if you ever want to go out and eat as much as you can, try a place called Noodle City. I'm really not, thank you. I don't do these eat as much as you like, you know. I'm not a peasant, I'm not a hard-up student, and I'm not on drugs. Uh, I've decided that if I want to go and eat all... up You know, we'll all end up being big as houses. He says, all you can eat for five ninety nine. oh... oh. Yeah. Uh, not too sure about that. Stacy Solomon was great on the chase. She went for the 60 grand and won it. Yeah, but the questions were so easy peasy. It's seriously. It was just embarrassing. Embarrassing. You know, do you like it on it? No, I don't. <laughs> Honestly, between her and Joe Swash, the conversations around the dinner table must be hilarious. Weatherspoons is packing more than a day's worth of calories in the Christmas meal deals. So... Well, obviously somebody's decided that they're going to sort of check out exactly how many calories are in something. So, uh, the bacon and brie burger has 979 calories. Bacon and bacon brie. Adding chips is another 597 calories. Good Lord. Uh, also, pint of Cronenberg, 250. And 743 calories for a melty mallow stack dessert. So that's 2,000. 569. What they're saying is really 2,000 calories a day for a woman and 2,500 for a man. So that's your only meal in the day. Uh, Other meal options. Brie and cranberry vegetable burger. 747 calories. 597 calories for chips. And 204 calories for a pint of Foster's. Adding a Bailey's chocolate pudding with ice cream at 484. That sounds quite nice, actually. And the meal totals 2,032 calories. Wow, amazing. Megan is a dedicated fashion uh, follower of Sister-in-Law. I'm just not seeing good results at the end of this. I don't know why. I suppose it's because we sort of all predicted Danny Dyer and the poor pen salesman, whose name we've all forgotten already, uh, were doomed. It was never going to be a relationship. Uh, And of course now she's announced it after they've just filmed all the openings for Love Island Christmas special. ITV must be thrilled, thrilled beyond belief. Uh, Steve, uh, you can't beat proper cream on a warm mince pie. love a warm mince pie. Or ice cream. Ice cream is very nice, but I couldn't bring it in. It would have melted by the time I got here, so hence hence the dairy cream. But you're right, actually, we have got some mince pies. Perhaps we should have a mince pie with a with squirt. Not, not for one member of the team, because, you know, he's had a donut and that, with cream on. With cream on. He filled up the hole in the middle of the doughnut after I'd so lovingly made it. And um, and then he stirred cream in the middle of it, which actually is lovely, isn't it? If you, if you don't need to worry about things like that. I say if, of course. You know, it's a big if. Uh, the Daily Star. What have we got here? Olivia, Alex and I try to outdo each other. The reality TV... Who is she? Olivia. Olivia who? Never heard of her. She's, uh, she's got a cheap tattoo between her breasts, so uh, that sort of signifies her. Reality star Olivia Bowen. I've never even heard of you, love. Who are you? Who are you? She likes the Grinch. Well, you would, wouldn't you, really? And um, what do you look forward to? I love going to buy the Christmas tree. Left it a bit late, love, haven't you? I mean, really? She. Oh, she's got tattoos up her legs and everything. Oh, God. Dear. Not a, not a good look. But who knows who she is? Oh, she was formerly on Love Island. Uh, for that read, naff. Um, it's more about what I put into my body. This is somebody from Coronation Street on how they stay in shape. These people don't need to worry about staying in shape. They're all thin. And uh, uh, poor old Lauren Poppy from uh, from Towie. I mean, she's been on it since the day that God made heaven and earth, I think. I mean, she must be due retirement, surely. I think she's a DJ or something like that. Uh, sweaters are everywhere. People loving their Christmas sweaters. Probably meant mine. And then here we go. A lovely picture of the Beckhams. Why? They say they go skiing in Val d'Isere. What year would that have been? What the, it's almost like, you know, they do something once. They go, OK, you might actually see the Beckhams at Val d'Isere. Plus Louis Tomlinson. When will you see the Beckhams at Val d'Isere? You know, if they went there once, that would be the big surprise, I should imagine. 13 minutes to six is the time. Sunday morning on LBC. at Steve Allen's Early Breakfast. You're listening to a podcast from LBC it's uh, 11 minutes to 6 Sainsbury's apparently says Rob are selling Brussels sprout flavoured tea, I've got some I've got some, somebody sent me uh, some in, I haven't actually tried it yet Rob and uh, Steve I popped into Starbucks with a friend recently, ordered two small salted caramel chill drinks the barista told me £8, are you sure they were small I mean I can see them costing £3, £3 something see I, I don't mind, I don't mind paying for the drink, I just want a bit of civility that's all, you don't, I don't expect somebody to go... And, you know, I said to him, why don't you give me my money back and I'll go and go buy my coffee elsewhere? You know, and why do they treat people as if they've just wandered through a town? and thought, oh, look, we're going to have a cup of coffee there. They look like interesting people. John Hammond is in Ipswich. He says, I watched a couple of videos this morning on Facebook with you chatting to Chris at Radio X. Brilliant. Made me laugh out loud. Yes, the, my, my favourite one is, is the sweep. Sweep. If you can find Steve Allen's sweep... That is, that is, that's the ultimate. That just met. the first time I heard it, somebody told me about it. And I didn't realise that his, his then producer, Dave, had made it. And I thought it was the best thing I'd ever heard. It was just so clever. Did you, had you ever heard it, Nick? Did you hear the sweet one? It was lovely. Yeah. It, that was, oh, did I have it on my phone? Oh, the things you remember, honestly. It's so amazing. amazing. Uh, Holly... Says, you talk about balls this morning. has reminded me that uh, I made a special treat last week. Nadia Hussein's cardamom sponge balls. Good Lord. The size of golf balls which I drenched in lemon syrup. Oh, that sounds quite nice. Have you ever had lemon drizzle cake? That's nice. If it's made properly. You know, with proper lemon which they sort of drenched through. Oh, well, that's delicious. Um, so that's nice. I like that idea. Uh, Noreen says, hope the cough and cold have gone. They've not gone, but it's doable. It's do- But everybody else has got it. Everybody else. It's doing the right. Re- Once one person gets it, we all blooming get it. Great time. She's at the 60s weekend. The new Amen Corner. Mike Darbo. Mersey Beat. Swinging Blue Jeans and Two Fortunes. We're shattered. And I've sat and watched the dancing too. Uh we had a conversation with Noreen about this. She knows all the background to the band. She knows who's, who's in this band, who, who replaced so and so, so and so, which is lovely. Dallas says, I reheard the bit about American grits. It's cornmeal porridge. I know, I know. Uh, on catch up, reminded me of one of my all time favourite movies, My Cousin Vinny. I've never seen My Cousin Vinny. I've heard of it, but I don't know about it. It's a, a feel good film. What did I watch yesterday? Probably another Christmas film. My boss phoned me and we were having a chat. He said, "You need you need to go and watch something that cheers you up." I said, "I'm going to watch a Christmas film." I got myself so depressed. <laughs> it was about you know, is there going to be Christmas for the family? And at the last minute, yes, there is. Ray, you know, uh, Dallas says there was uh, there was only the bead when my family was posted to Cyprus uh, on the radio. There, when we came back, there was also ITV. I remember playing out with my friends when they all disappeared off, telling me Coronation Street was on. I was bemused as to why all these kids would be so interested in a programme about the Queen. Ian and Jackie Ian and Jackie sent me in a, a lovely picture uh, of their log fire and their Christmas tree. Well, that's very classy. Seriously, I mean, yeah, you might think I'm taking the Michael, but that's, that's very nice. Your tree looks delightful. You've got a what looks like a real log fire. I hope there really is a chimney backing that up. Otherwise, you're in big trouble. But no, it looks beautiful. That's beautiful. I bet that looks even nicer. I've only got it in black and white. We don't we don't print in colour. That's lovely. I'm very envious of that one. That's a really good one. The tree looks nice. Real tree by the look of it. Uh, Jane says, "Good morning." Only the legend could open the programme with squirty cream. I love it. I know we'd, we'd like to be we'd like to be different on the radio. You know why? It's because it's the weekend. And I think the weekend is the time where you put your feet up, you need something that's going to get you to the breakfast table, at least in some shape or form, so you can have a piece of toast. Then we had Jamie Oliver telling us how to do toast the other day, and then I shall be going out for breakfast later on, after I've hobbled around the park with my blooming toe. My little, my little toe. Oh, it hurts. Oh, it does hurt. It really does. How I could walk into a, a set of stepladders, I've got no idea. But uh, long may your spike continue. Sad to miss your January show. I'm away on holiday. Jane, go to the LBC website. You can... Leave it alone. You can download... You can download the the app. I'm constantly surrounded by people who play with their hair on this programme. I get it from or I mean, you don't find me doing it. Sort of fluffing it up and everything else. Before we all take the mickey out of poor Steve Allen the diabetic. With a heart complaint. Borderline living. And... Um, Yes, yeah, so you can go and download the LBC app, then you can take LBC with you. It doesn't cost anything. It costs nothing, not a penny piece. LBC.co.uk. She says, thank you for making me feel happy and laugh at this time of day. Good. Stacey says, if elf on the shelf is good enough for posh, then it's good enough for you. She's not written Hi Steve on it. Has she? <laughs> Probably she might have done. I'm, I'm going to have to get one of these elves on shelves, but I decided the other day I wasn't going to do it. I thought, I thought, no, don't, don't fall for it. Although, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm borderline getting there. Today, what am I going to do today? Nothing. I'm going to be lazy today. I can be lazy. I took some stuff down to my brother's the other day. Nice little poodle down. I bought two coats. Um, I don't know why actually. Uh, from Marks and Spencers. As usual with me, I don't keep the receipts. I, I tend to throw them away. And before you say, but you must need them for your accountant. No, you can print off the. Uh, the uh, the bank statements and stuff like that. And so I bought two. One was black and one was blue. And he, he liked them. He didn't like camel. I, I bought a camel one as well. And uh, he said, I don't like camel. Although that's OK. It doesn't matter. And um, and so he he tried them on. They're a bit big for him. Because I'm a little bit bigger than he is. Although the jumpers that I bought for Christmas, he uh, he fits into very well indeed. So I said, well, listen, I tell you, I thought, I don't want to lug them all the way back home again. That's a bit pointless, isn't it? So I said, I tell you what, why don't you take them into your local M&S And they'll swap them for something else, you know, either the smaller size down. So he's ended up with a a credit note, which is lovely, isn't it? And the other good thing is that they do in Marks & Spencers in Twickenham. If you spend over £40 and you don't have a voucher, they've got loads behind the counter. So they just go, I've got a voucher. So the other day I was able to get all sorts of bits and pieces. And uh, then because the vouchers come in £35, £40 and £50, I think. So I'd only spent forty what did i spend 30 something pounds so then i went and bought two other items we put them through the and then it came in at 38 quid so i got the two other items and it, everybody was happy but they've got them behind the counter they might not do that in all of them much better though hazel says i have raynards need to keep the wrists warm his hands go ice cold seriously ice cold it must be dre- have you ever heard of raynards You've, you saw... oh did you oh right, honestly he does get about of it he really does he saw a campaign poster on a bus which is lovely uh, do you play games at Christmas? You know, like family games. Oh, I don't... Yeah, because we're, traditional in our family, traditional, my brother will do a Christmas quiz and there'll be about sort of 10 or 11 of us playing. Oh, I hate it. Every year I hate the blooming thing. And he said, this year he said, I'm not doing a quiz. It's something else. Perhaps it's a reading or something. I don't know. Whatever it is, we always do games. My it's, It seems to be in our family. My uncle used to have little bags about... What's that? About four or five inches? Is that about five inches, yeah. And uh, inside each one would be an item, and it could be a cotton reel, billiard ball, all sorts of little things. And you could feel it. You had to work out what it was, and you wrote it down. I know, mad family. What can I tell you? That was part of our part of our game. And the other one, which was really cheap, you can do this. I don't know if you still get... We, I don't think we get them, actually. There used to be a magazine called Informer, the Informer, which came out, and you'd get it shoved through your letterbox. So my brother would pick up about ten of them, because they were, they were left all over the place, and he'd devote a quiz saying, on which page will you find a house for sale for 600000 And then you'd have to... It, what? And then you'd have to go very quickly through it. It was like a speed game. You know, to see how... Of course, me. I But uh, we used to do quite well on that one. And then he, he'd, he would also go, right, I'm going to play you a little bit of music. You have to tell me what it is. Or what the connection is to Southend or Iceland or something like that. He, he's obsessed with doing quizzes. Obsessed with doing them. So we, we have to... it become tradition in our family. Small wonder I don't want to spend Christmas there. You can imagine, can't you? We did have the other thing, though, which was very good, which was his, his girlfriend's, Fred, makes these balls. And they're tissue paper. And you pass it round, the music stops, you rip open the tissue paper and there would be a little motto saying, you know, stand on your head in the corner or something like that. Or, you know, sing the first line of Bar Bar, Bar Sheep. Because they've just, did you know they, they dropped that? Apparently there was a toy manufacturer, it used to be Bar Bar Black Sheep, have you any wool? Yes sir, yes sir, three bags full. One for the master, one for the dame, I think it was. And one for the little boy or girl who lives down the lane. But they've decided you can't have that, so it's now Bar 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 Sheep. This doesn't even make sense. Ba, 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 sheep. They're stupid sheep, aren't they? I saw them in the film Pig. They're ba, ram, you, ba, ram, you. And I think, sheep don't talk. They really don't talk. And they were talking to the pig, and the pig's going, it'd be very nice if you just walk into this pen. Ba, ram, oh, please. Since when has there been talking sheep? Honestly. Uh, autopoly. Autopoly. The family brains game. Switch it on, and it plays itself wherever he's on the mobile phone. Yes. Do you know they're actually trying an experiment to take phones away from people? They did it in a village a few years ago. They took away the television. To sit. Within within less than six months, three families are divorced. You know, kids were in trouble with the police and everything else. It was awful because we're addicted to television. And if you took people's phones away, as we all discovered during the O2 debacle, people can't live without their telephones, can they? It's difficult. Oh, got to push the button. Woo! I saw you looking up going, oops. Anyway, um, what have we got here? ITV beg Holly to host the show next year. Well, of course they would. She's got record figures for them. Uh, and, you know, she can do no wrong, which is lovely. And uh, Love Island's Olivia, my joy for the 1st December as hubby and wife. How dreary. What boring people they are. Uh, Strictly dancer AJ Pritchard is desperate to reach the final in a tribute to his late mentor. And, uh Diane Buswell is tipped to become one of Strictly's biggest stars. There are no big stars on that programme. They're all exactly the same. They're just dancers. And who's going to win? I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Go on, all together. Who cares? I agree with you. News is next. I'm Steve Allen. Back with you in three minutes. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, really Nice to be company. Welcome to Sunday morning. And and at the risk of sounding tediously boring, I need to tell you that the, the shops are full. Uh, Things that they're not in short supply, but the papers are trying to make out that sprouts are in short supply, and you know there's going to be a shortage of turkeys and all that. There's no such thing. I promise you, everybody will manage to get it. If you don't get it, then have fish fingers or something like that. You don't have to have turkey for Christmas. Traditionally, it was goose, Uh, but then people don't cook goose very much because you've got to do it on a rack, and it's uh, it's sort of it's it's quite an expensive, quite an expensive uh, bird to do. But mind you, I've seen the price of some of these turkeys. You know, you you can pay a hundred pounds for a turkey quite easily. I know you can get cheaper. We all used to have. I don't think we ever had when I was growing up the fresh turkey. It was always frozen butterball. I just remember it in butterball, and it came when you when you bought it, you could see the butter had been put under the under the skin. And I remember that. You know, my mother cooked it perfectly. Well, I say cooked it perfectly. We did have a couple of years where she left the giblets in. And they sort of, I say, when he took it out of the oven, I meant, Mum, did you take the giblets out? She went, oh. she kept forgetting to take the giblets out. It wasn't because she was getting old or anything like that. It was just uh, so many things to think about at Christmas. You know, if you're very good, because what you've got to do is time it so it all arrives at the same time. It's so good going, OK, the turkey's ready now. Roast potatoes have been another hour. You've got to make sure it's all done properly. Uh, Jason in Ascot. Only Jason. He's got a John Lewis Peruvian pine tree. God, it's quite big, isn't it? Plus, I noticed your little, um, what do they call it? You've got a little house with Mary and Joseph, nativity scene. Is that what they call it, nativity scenes? Yeah, where you've got the little stable with the baby Jesus and and a manger, things like that. His his is quite, we've got one. We had ours from Bavaria from years and years ago. But uh, this year, he's had a new set of this year's premiere, 1500 tree bright lights, red and white. Well, That sounds quite nice. I'm going for. I like red and white. I've got multicolour, multicolour, but I've seen, I quite like them in in, um, in white as well. Hannah says it's my birthday uh, tomorrow. Uh, the hubby's taking us to a rather smart, expensive restaurant. A little, chi- a little trip, I think, to Primarni for a cheapo dress maybe on the cards. I know, but you do want to get something, don't you? Sort of. It, listen, there's no point. People buy lots of clothes over the festive season. Half it you won't wear again. It's the only time the girls dress up and the boys don't. I don't think boys dress up. You know, The, bo- the boys might go as far as buying a Christmas jumper. And then you think to yourself, is that, you know, is a Christmas jumper? It-? I like it when people wear Christmas jumpers. I think it's very festive. Very nice indeed. Um, I think your brother is doing the pie face game, which involves squirty cream. Right. <laughs> two teams and pass the orange under the chin is very uh, funny, says Jackie. Yes, I quite like the passing the orange under the chin. That's going like that. That's a good one. Did you ever do dice? Dice is a very good game. We originate Well, we didn't originate it. We bought it uh, when we were in Hong Kong. And what you've got is, if there's, say, six of you... Well, I mean, it, you know, the more, more the merrier. It, it, you, need, you need enough people to do it. You all sit on the floor in a circle and you've got two dice cups... Okay, which are leather cups, quite solid things. And inside each dice cup is two dice, which are normal, except they've got a big red one on it. And the idea is that when they go, go, you throw the dice out. If you get a one, you throw them back in and you pass it on to the next person. The idea is not to end up with two dice cups. I promise you, it sounds the simplest game under the sun, but you can get so excited. My mother on two gins... And the dice cut, we were wetting ourselves laughing. It was the funniest thing ever. And we just knew it as the, as the dice game. But I'm, I'm sure other people probably know about these things. And you probably have games. Not everybody does games. I used to watch The Sound of Music every Christmas. Every Christmas, The Sound of Music came on and I'd sit down. They'd all go, Stephen's watching The Sound of Music. I mean, I've seen it now a million times, so it doesn't really make any difference. And yes, The Sound of Music should be an Easter film. But we, we used to get it, Mary Poppins' is Christmas. Do you think Mary Poppins is Christmas? Why do you think Mary Poppins is Christmas? There's no mention of Christmas in it. Yeah. Oh, right. Well I'm going to be watching the new Mary Poppins. Just want to see where they've gone to, because the children have grown up now. Jane and Michael Banks. You won't leave us Mary Poppins, will you? Oh, no, don't leave her. We have... To... She's tricky. That's right. This one's tricky. I love the kids, It because Matthew uh, Garber dry- died very young. I think he was only 21, and uh, because they'd used them in quite a lot of Disney films. Walt liked the two kids together. They worked very well together. And he liked certain people. The, the bird woman he'd found in an old people's home. And uh, they took her out. In fact, after she'd finished making it, she died. She died. But she was up early each day, you know, on the steps of St Paul's. I mean, it's a, it's a trek and a half, I should imagine. And, uh, and she was ideal as the bird woman. Feed, feed the birds, tuppence a bag. And I did see Finding Mr Banks, yes. Yes. Strangely enough... Um, I know the man who wrote the follow-up to that film. Uh, the follow-up to Mary Poppins, originally, because he knew P.L. Travers. Because she was... The, the the film was a little bit... You know, they didn't have a great relationship, her and Walt. She didn't like... Because all the Mary Poppins books were individual. Mary Poppins goes to the park. Mary Poppins in the kitchen. Mary Poppins, you know, goes to get the kids out of rehab. All this, all the different things. And, uh, and then they, they put it all together. And when you watched finding Mr. Banks, and they went, oh, but, you know, Mary Poppins didn't come down to look, look after the children. She came to sort out Mr. Banks, who needed his eyes opening. And I thought that was good. And so, and you've written songs? Yes, we've written songs, they said. And, so, and, and, and the song is what? Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. And you could see the look on her face, right? I don't think so. <laughs> but it was difficult. Um, but this, this friend of mine knew P. L. Travers very, very well. It's got lots of recordings of them talking about Mary Poppins and the follow-up. Mary Poppins too, because you know who they wanted or who, who wanted the part. Go on, no, right? <laughs> Michael Jackson wanted a part in Mary Poppins. Oh well, that was going to work out. Moon dancing, you know, across Cherry Tree Avenue. I've got no idea. Because there is a road in London, just down from the museums, which is very similar to Cherry Tree Avenue. It's in Kensington, and it's a very famous little crescent of houses. All beautiful. It looks just like Cherry Tree Avenue. But Walt Walt flew her over and all sorts. She wasn't having it. She wasn't having it. In fact, she wasn't even invited, P.L. Travis, to the premiere. You know, which was... Uh, she had to snuck in. A Bit of a shame, isn't it, really? Uh, Steve, a few weeks ago, you mentioned the great Ken Goodwin. Ken Goodwin was the one... Set, Settle down. <laughs> And he used to laugh. He'd come on stage. Go, I'm too good for this place, and uh, and he was very funny. And the reason I mentioned him is because he that was one of those comedians that made me laugh. You know, there's, there's very few comedians that can actually make you laugh. I can watch certain people, and I go, do you know, I mean, when I was watching Dame Edna, that was so clever, so cle- didn't stop, didn't let up doing, you know, and because he was he was sort of dressed as Edna, it just worked brilliantly. But Ken Ken Goodwin could just is. This? A little smile on his face, and he'd start. He'd start telling you these jokes. They were so lame. There was something nice about it. And the, the reason I mentioned him is because I met his widow um, some years, ago, a couple of years ago now. And she said, "Thank you for mentioning him." I said, "I thought he was lovely. I thought he was lovely. There were there were so many, so many comedians around at the time. It was, uh, but he he was lovely. It was just he did have comedy timing. That's what you've got to. have. It's no good coming on stage and doing a string of gags. He he could just stand there." And, i go, I'm too good for this place (laughs) It seems effortless Seems effortless, David And that's why why I liked him But there's very few of those sort of comics around Oh, they're very few, very strange See if you can find a picture on net Of Christopher and Avril Rowland's 52 foot Christmas tree They planted 40 years ago about a thousand lights Only a thousand, Ian I have a thousand on my tree You can get more than that. I mean, I've I've forgotten how many Neil has on his tree, but it's an awful lot. An awful lot. Oh, my God, fellas. That is, that's one hell of a tree, isn't it? They had a programme on on Channel 5 where they were showing you people around the country who put up trees and then um, they invite the neighbours round and they have mulled wine and thing. And they really go, they've got everything. That is one hell of a tree. How do you get the lights to the top of it? That'll be a cherry picker, won't it? Oh my god that is enormous isn't it? I mean that's, well yes. So there you go a 52 foot christmas tree. Uh a merry and magical christmas says Ian. That's lovely. You see I just I just like it. Oh uh, there they are. Look at them bless their hearts. That that is quite something isn't it? That's quite. The one in Trafalgar Square's gone up but it's not lit. It's looking a little bit bushier this year than the one we've had in uh, in previous Years, So uh, I'm, I'm all in favour of that. I don't want any, anything looking spindly. Little Julie says, I know you don't have Netflix. Maybe it'll come out on DVD, but I watched a really good new Christmas film called The Christmas Chronicles with Kurt Russell as Father Christmas. You'd love it. If it's got the word Christmas in the uh, the title, I would. Um, Kevin from Dudley says, according to an old goodies annual, apples and combat means wombat. <laughs> when would you bring that into conversation how would you manage that how do you manage that in conversation Uh, and uh, Mary says you really took me back to my childhood we used to write bad luck bill on those posters regarding prosecution mind you we thought it was funny to put a letter I in the middle of two let signs (laughs) chortle chortle next door (laughs) give me a needle and cotton we sew your sides up And uh, I I used to see them in Hong Kong they were all over the place all over the place It was, um, you know, it was sort of bill stickers will be prosecuted. I thought, poor soul. Honestly, they're all against him. All against him. Not so good. Not so good. Uh, You must watch, says Christine, my cousin Vinnie. It's brilliant. Oh, is it? Oh, what's it about? (laughs) Love your programme, says Greg. Thank you very much indeed. And uh, it's called a crib. The Mary and Joseph thing. But Jesus shouldn't be put in it till Christmas morning. Oh, no, you can be bothered. You have to put the baby Jesus in to start with. I mean, you know, because the trouble is he wasn't born at Christmas. Christmas is pagan, as we now know. And I thought the, uh, the time of year he was born was July. You know, there was no sort of snow or anything else like that in Bethlehem. There were just wise men who'd had a, who'd had a chat to a star. And the star had said, um, you know, there's going to be this babe, like, born in a stable. And uh, I'm going to have a word with the shepherds. So the shepherds uh, go off and have a little chat and everything else. It's, I mean, I like it. I like the Christmas story. I loved it as a child and um, I haven't changed as an adult. Oh, good slurp on a Sunday morning for a cup of tea. Uh, so if you've got children and they're of that age where they get excited about Christmas, you know, what you've got to do... This is, this is the problem, isn't it? You've got to try and do the shopping for Christmas and then you've got to make sure that you hide the presents. My mother used to hide them in her bedroom and I found them one year. And I remember thinking, oh... She's hidden the presents in the top of the wardrobe. And so I came out quickly because I thought, oh, I think it's bad luck or something. Uh, but always a surprise. Under my brother's Christmas tree, he's got a lot of presents under it already. And it's a very good tree. I mean, I'm quite surprised. It's fake. It's a fake tree. So it's tall and thin, you know, which I like something a bit thicker. I like something you get your hands round, you know, something a bit, bit meaty. Uh, Donnie says, hopefully no riots today. Uh, yes, I, well, I, I agree with you. Uh, would you be paid double? says Flo, for working during the Christmas. Er, I think treble, isn't it? Treble, I'm I'm not sure. I don't want to sort of speak out of turn. If everybody else is just getting normal money, then I'll tell you the same story. I'm also getting normal money. Do you know, I don't think people get paid extra for working Christmas anymore. There's no, because there's loads of people who working Christmas doesn't make any difference to them. So, extra, extra, double. What, Here. Really? What for? Why? I don't quite understand that. We used to get extra years and years ago when we were in Fleet Street. you got double working Christmas Day, double Boxing Day. So, in fact, if you were a presenter, it became quite quite lucrative. I bought a small town in the Midlands. And, uh, you know, some people buy different things, you know, reindeer, stuff like that. Uh, Right, time check. 16 minutes past six. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, a very nice to be company 619 coming up at 7 this morning the weekend breakfast show with Andrew Castle up for discussion a builder is dubbed father of the year as he takes a sword to his son's PlayStation 4 do we know why is he just is he anti computer games or something he's Oh, it turned him... Oh, right. Good Lord. What is the Cockney rhyming slang for that? i bet there isn't any. (laughs) Because that's... The trouble is But that's like, you know, kids playing on their computers now. Most kids' computers are in their bedrooms. Do most parents check them? No. Do they know what they're looking for? No. What do they think they're looking for? Probably all sorts of strange things. But also telephones. Kids, you know, you bar them from the computer. They've got it on the thing. So the builder, father of the year, he gets. More delays. Rail passengers. Brace for a new... Times table change. Oh, Lord above. And the no to Brexit protest two days before MPs vote on the government's EU withdrawal agreement. There's all that and more with Andrew Castle at seven this morning. So 40 minutes away, Andrew Castle here uh, with with breakfast on LBC. I recently bought, Steve, two gorgeously fluffy dark blue fleecy tops from M&S. The fluff went everywhere. My floor, my furniture, my curtains, my clothes, my hair and worse... In my eyes and mouth. I got a full refund. I've never... T- I, I quite like... Is it Was it a fleece? A fleecy top. I've never had one, actually. I haven't been lucky. I bought a, a sweatshirt a short while ago. Producers got cashmere. Shows how much money they're earning as producers, isn't it, really? I can't afford cashmere. Seriously, I can't even afford the cash bit. Let alone the mere. And, and I said to him, I said, are you sure it's genuine cashmere? And he went, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said hasn't got any camel in it has it because a lot of unscrupulous people put put camel it one of the newspapers last year did a piece on the jumpers and when it said it was cashmere it was you know they've got variations of the name which uh, which was which was not particularly good so in answer to Flo's uh, question no at all and uh, uh what was the other one actually oh we're off to get our tree from the forest today with the children are you allowed to just go into a forest and cut a tree down i don't no i don't think so because all forests are owned by people Another way, You know, it's not the Griswold's Family Christmas. Have you ever seen that one? The Griswold's Family... You watched it? I really love it. I love it. It's absolutely fantastic. I just love the expression on their face when they cut the turkey. And it just goes... Like that. And collapses. And uh, so... Uh, the only comedians that make me laugh so much is Sarah Milligan. That's all. I think Lee Evans overdoes it. You see, I like Lee Evans. I think he's good. What used to make me laugh with Lee Evans is... He could sweat within five minutes of coming on stage. I used to look at him and go... Now, is it nerves? Because I used to sweat a lot. But, of course, I'm diabetic, so, you know, you, you, would, you would say that that was, that was quite normal for a lot of diabetics. And he would sit there and he would soak a suit. Soak a suit out. Whether he's got any better about it. I used to get panic uh, attacks on the train. If I went on an underground and it was crowded, you know, people would say, move down the carriage, move down. No, I'm staying by the door. I'm frightened. I don't want to go any further. And there's people's hands all over the place. And, uh, and then you sort of, then you have to sort of go, Because I need to get off. And I would get off, even if I'd been one stop, just so I could breathe. Just, I hate it. Really didn't like it. Jesus' birthday, says Joanna, is the 6th of October. I shall send a card. I don't want to miss out. I haven't sent one all these years. Up until now. There's a new film out called The Queen's Corgi. That sounds a pretty dull thing, doesn't it? I thought she'd just lost her last corgi, hasn't she, or she's one of her favourite corgis. People always lose those, so I never like corgis. I don't know why. Apologies to corgi lovers everywhere, but it just—I've never—I I've, I've, don't know what sort of dog I fancy. If I was going to have a dog, I don't know which one I would want. You know, I've, I've seen some some nice looking dogs, and I've thought, you know, sheep dogs—they're actually quite nice, aren't they? Things like that. Uh, Gary Barlow says he takes full responsibility after he was caught up in the tax avoidance scandal. He faced heavy criticism, asked on Desert Island Discs how he looks back. He says, awful, really. I take full responsibility. Try and do these things under the guidance of other people. I don't know a thing about accounts. I never want to. It's of no interest. He said, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm with him on that one. It's no excuse. It's no excuse. But, I mean, that's why I pay an accountant. I know, I know people in this office who do their own accounts. I mean, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Not the faintest idea. I pay an accountant to do it. He does it. So I'm, I'm with Gary Barlow. It's, you know, my accountant's always said, listen, you just sort of get on, earn, earn the money. I'll do the accounts. And that's the way it works. I don't know anything about things. I don't want to know anything about it. I, I kind of close my eyes to it because I think it's, it's a lot easier. Uh, the creators of the Three Lions song. Which was the Three Lions? Three Lions on... That's coming home. Football's coming home. That was David Badil and Frank Skinner are going to work with the Lightning Seeds for a special live performance. Twenty-two years after it was released, twenty-two, a twenty-two year anniversary. Wow! It was originally created to mark the nineteen ninety-six European Championships, and um, so that that's lovely. Three, one, one, see the trouble is I don't understand football. No point in telling me about football. I couldn't care less. The dullest thing that's ever been existed on the t- that and bowls. I think and synchronized swimming. I'm really not remotely interested. Um, sorry? Dressage. I quite like dressage. I don't... It, it's, a, it's a bit pompsy, isn't it? You know, the horse goes tip tip, 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 like that. And people... And you sit on the top... And they all look very smart, and I think it's very clever, but it's not that kind of thing at all. Uh, the synchronised swimming, you know, take the pegs off the noses, make it more entertaining. That's what I say. You know, synchronised drowning you could have, couldn't you? Yeah, put a shark in there just to live it up. Your screams and everything else. And then as the water slowly changes colour to that nice sort of crimson which you get everywhere. <laughs> I don't know why, actually, but I was... I, I, I like watching diving, but I could never do it. You'd ha- even if you paid me a million pounds, I could never climb to the top of a diving board, even with or without Tom Watts' face up there. It just... I'm, I'm too scared of heights. I'm really bad. Even standing on a chair frightens me. I could never, ever do it. And you watch these people, they, they, they were trying to... I think it wasn't... wasn't um, didn't Tom Daly do it with his boyfriend? Husband and and he and he took him to the diving board. And he went, oh no, because it's so high. I don't know. Did you go up as a kid? So that you can't do it, can you? Did you do it? Oh, oh no. See, I couldn't do it. Seriously, I mean, even even thinking about it, it makes me feel quite ill. You know, you get those sort of things. Somebody says, oh, couldn't you? Di-? No, not in the slightest. Could you parachute? No, no, nothing like that. Just in case, you pull the rip cord. Nothing. It looks like a scene out of Bugs Bunny, doesn't it? He pulls the rip cord, and there's no parachute. So I don't like anything like that at all. Still going on about um, Jade Goody's death is um, is uh, Jeff Brazier because the boys are 15 and 14. He's opened up 10 years after the event. He's got a, a new wife now, and um, his 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 career sort of went a bit awry. Jeff Brazier. He sort of he sort of popped up on a few little bits and pieces. But uh, he's still talking about it because he's a grief counsellor. He works as a therapist and he's got expertise in coping with grief. Everybody deals with it differently. Every single person deals with it differently. As you saw with George Bush, you know, crying. Not crying, but he choked up. I do it all the time. All the time. You can't help it. If it's it's somebody that you feel strongly about, you know, because you do worry where they are. You do worry if they're sitting on a cloud or something like that. But people deal with grief differently. Children, I don't think, understand grief. You know, not at all. And what they've got is sort of bits of Jade, you know, being a racist. Jade <laughs> Jade just being particularly thick and stupid. I don't think she was thick and stupid. I don't think she was. Well, Once she'd worked out that people thought it was funny. And then Joey Essex. But, I mean, he hardly pops up at all nowadays. So that's quite good. Quick slurp. Mm. It's that Saturday morning cup of tea. Honestly, we love it, don't we? Uh, it's it's Sunday, as I know. I said Saturday morning. Yeah, but it tastes like the one I had on Saturday. I'm trying to get out of that one fairly quickly. Uh, also, Holly and Harry, the real jungle winners. He could win, you know. He could win. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Oh, look, attention-seeking Jamie the Boar Vardy and his drippy wife, who turned up. They, they went to a... some Where she sort of dressed up a bit. I mean, really, it's a bit tragic, but there you go. It must be something to do with... Uh, um... I don't know what they were doing, actually. You can't really tell with them. It's all just attention-seeking. It's all like, oh, look, take my picture. I'm very famous. There was somebody at Waterloo Station the other day. She looked like she'd wandered off Love Island by that. I mean, you know, bleach-blonde hair, sort of fake tan on the legs and all the rest of it. And she was posing in front of something, and I remember looking as I walked past, thinking, what a sad existence. What a sad existence. Uh, only seven of the few are left. These are the uh, the Battle of Britain boys. Only seven, Bob, has died. This is Bob Hughes, flight lieutenant, who was uh, an air gunner with the night fighter Blenheims of 23 Squadron. And uh, he's at the age of 97, which is such a good innings, it really is. And uh, this was uh, Hitler in 1940, tried to destroy the RAF before invading. Ha! Take on the might of the RAF, pal. Don't mess with us. But uh, his duty has been done. Uh, seven of the heroes... Remain now. That's all we've got. Seven of the heroes remain. Which is uh, which is lovely. Uh, who's going to win? I'm a Celebrity. It's going to be Emily A. Tack, John Barrowman, Fleur East, I think, is out now, and Harry Redknapp. There's only three of them. And you know the reason why this one's worked? No tantrums. in In the whole of this this little mini-series, there's been no tantrums at all. Nobody's tried to have an ego. They've all just got on with it. They've all, you know, everybody's quite pleasant about it. Nobody's sort of thrown their toys out with the bath water. They've all just been very grateful to be there. And that's why it's worked. It's worked much better. In fact, they've actually finished doing um, doing the, the trials, the bush tucker trials. And at the end of each one, they've gone, oh, that was really good fun. We really enjoyed it. And you're thinking... I don't think that's the idea. The idea is supposed to be going, I don't want to eat any more kangaroo penis and things like that. You know, that's what people seem to eat nowadays in Australia. Whether or not it's indicative of the whole country, I've got no idea. Uh, Prawns for Christmas. I did offer, I did take some prawns down to my brother the other day. Of course, what does he not do? Fish. Typical, isn't it? I don't know what, what that means. I think he just eats normal food. Normal stuff. Normal stuff. But no, I took it down, some nice little nibbles which, uh, you know, it's always useful to have over the festive season. Uh, his girlfriend eats stuff like that, but he doesn't, which is what I didn't know about, which is uh, which is a bit embarrassing, isn't it? So Barbara, in a lot of the papers day, Barbara Windsor, sparkling on a, a rare night out. She was out with uh, the delightful Scott Mitchell, her husband. They always have to put his surname down, but, uh, no, lovely together, lovely. They went to uh, uh, Evgeny Lebedev's London Do. Uh, I think he owns The Standard. I'm pretty certain. But I tell you, the people who were there, look, it was pretty much an A-list. Mick Jagger, Dame Shirley Bassey, Robbie Williams, Helen Mirren, Bradley Cooper, I'm looking at the clock, Paloma, Faith and Grayson Perry, who turned up in another one of those ridiculous outfits, honestly. Very sad. Okay, news time, 6.30 here on LBC. And here with the headlines, Philip Krissikos. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Stephen Stanmore sends me the nativity scene photo on a budget, which is lovely. Packet of Camel cigarettes, and all that. <laughs> it's it's visual. You need to see it. And Paul in Manchester had said, "Excuse me, what do you mean? No such thing as a talking sheep." What about Lamb Chop? Shari Lewis's friend, Lamb Chop's still going strong with Shari's daughter doing the act. Oh right. And re early TV Transdiffusion is an excellent site with sections on every ITV company, including ABC and Rediffusion. The Bird Woman Jane Darwell actually won an Academy Award for her performance in the film, The Grapes of Wrath. Uh, Walt persuaded her to do a cameo, even though she was in her 80s and very ill. Yes, I mean, I think it was just after they'd finished filming, she died, but it was he, he knew what he looked... He knew what he wanted. He could see a look. Glynis Johns. We're merely soldiers in petticoats, dauntless crusaders for women's votes. Uh, she's 95, Glynis Johns. Mind you, Pete Murray... Pete Murray is... Uh, I think 92. A stalwart of LBC. And Dick Van Dyke is amazing. Amazing. He was at a premiere for the new. Because I think he's got a cameo in it, hasn't he? I think. Is he playing Bert again in the cameo? Oh, right. He was very good, Dick Van Dyke. We went over to America when I interviewed Julie Andrews, and my producer went off to do uh, Dick Van Dyke. Which is lovely, actually. You'd love to sit down and, and have a chat, uh, Steve. I seriously love your show every day. Not going to mention the the name. Uh, uh, I seriously can't start the day without tuning in, even when I'm at work. On overnights on the <laughs> other radio station, uh, I honestly think you're a saviour for so many in this hard world. Actually, I got a one from a lady the other day. She's been uh, she's had a, a lot of problems. Recently, and she said, for the last two years, she said you've been my lifeline, which is uh, which is always nice, isn't it? Uh, I'm working Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and the pay is double with a bonus on top. You see, I always thought actually, because years ago people go, oh, I don't want to work Christmas Day, and they go double money, and they go, oh, I'll right, work it. And you think, and in fact, all the people, who is it who told a story? Oh, Biggins. Biggins did a story, which I, I did years and years ago. And it was you would uh, you'd open up the phone lines on Christmas Day and get children to phone up and say what, what presents they had and stuff like that. You'd have a little chat with, with the children. And I used to do a phone-in on Christmas Day with Father Christmas. And Father Christmas would, would come in. OK, suspend belief, whatever. He came in. And, uh, and you'd have somebody up on the line and all the rest of it. I remember the first three kids, the children, that we put up on the line. Uh, and we'd go, so what did you get for, for Christmas? And they'd go, nothing. And you go, oh, why is that? And you go, Jewish. And uh, (laughs) eventually, Biggins had six people up on stage in one of his pantomimes, and he said, So, what have we all had for Christmas? And they went, We're Jewish. And you think, But I know loads of Jewish people who give presents to their kids. Of course, you can't go through any, any festival, can you? You know, without giving presents to people. You don't have to call it a Christmas present. Call it anything you like. Sounds lovely. Uh, Also, uh, sorry, the other people at the party, apart from Grayson Perry, who's just a slight oddball, I think. I mean, I don't have any problem with it. I just think it's slightly exhibitionist and also just dreadfully tacky. But there you go. Uh, Paloma Faith, Grayson Perry, Liz Hurley uh, accompanied Elton John's husband, Dave Furnish. Also, David Cameron was there and London Mayor Sadiq Khan. But it was Dane Barber who stole the show. Scott said it was lovely for her to be out and see a few old friends. Exactly. It's exactly what she needs. It's nice to do that. Not all the time. Not all the time, but uh, but just a little bit. And also backing the trust that gives young cancer patients support. And this is uh, the Teenage Cancer Trust. And you always think... well, One of them, Molly, says, I was able to hang out with others of my age... In a fun environment, I won't forget it. And that's it. And uh, lots of people have been helped as well. Owen says the charity helps during chemo. You have to prepare people for chemo and all sorts of things like that. So for all those people going through all of that, everybody's got your backs. Don't worry. Everybody's got your backs. Strictly prose, Katia Jones and husband, Neil, will give their woes the kiss-off to celebrate Christmas in her native Russia. They've also announced plans for a show. They've already been told. They were told, I think, the other week. You've been dropped from the Strictly tour. They don't, they don't want them on it, and uh, and so they've um, they they've sort of set up their own show. Who's going to go and see them? I've got no idea. I really can't understand it. But uh, Neil says, "You know who I am now?" And then he uses a rude word. I'm the guy who kissed a gay man's wife. Then he quickly backtracks, saying, "I'm only joking." And you think, "What? How can you ever joke by saying something like that? It's ridiculous." But they they're going to do. Uh, a, a private show. That's Katya and uh, Anil. don't know why. They're going to put Snoggate behind them. I personally, I don't see anything the matter with it. But I understand if you're drunk, you, you shouldn't be out getting drunk if you're, you know, headlining on a, on a BBC show. Kirsty Gallagher looks ready for love as she grabs hold of Elton John actor Taron Egerton. They were at a, at a party the other day. So uh, he's nice. I quite like him, actually. In fact, I quite like him a lot. Also, uh, we got J.K. Rowling, Millie Mackintosh, Liam Payne is being encouraged to get back with Cheryl by Pals. He's not remotely interested. That that died a death some some ages ago. I'm afraid there was no chance that you're ever going to be sort of seeing them back together. But uh, here it is Christmas. Christmas at uh, Tamara Eccleston's house is never low key. It's always ultimately tacky. They've got a five foot advent calendar, just about big enough, and she has a child. And uh, here decorations cost three and a half thousand. Two trees were a thousand pounds. A giant advent calendar and gifts came to five hundred. Four thousand went on a magic mirror photo booth. You see? Every time you hear the bells an angel gets its wings. Not for the Eccleston place I shouldn't imagine. Poor old Tamara Eccleston honestly. Uh, They reckon she spent fifty thousand pounds. On her uh, on her lavish thing. I mean, to be honest with you, I really couldn't give a stuff. It's got nothing to do with me what people spend their money on at Christmas, you know. Yeah, but it's just don't don't flaunt it. Don't flaunt it. Uh, yesterday, the TV reality show star. Who's that? Has she been on TV reality? She, she's not the brightest person. It has to be said. But uh, two thousand spent on family gifts. Twenty thousand will pay for. First class flights as the celebrations move to Los Angeles. They really have a vacuous existence, don't they? It's just a case of spending lots of money, going on holiday and uh, doing all sorts of things. So they call in companies and her mansion was all... Do you remember us telling you ages ago, she claimed she had 50 staff in the house and I said, somebody's ripping somebody off. You don't need 50 staff to look after three people. That's a case of sucker. scutcher on that one. But there you go, you know, you know, the fool and their money. What do they say about that? Uh Love Island winners lose at real life. Uh, This is some columnist who says I wasn't a bit surprised that Danny Dyer and Jack Fincham have split up. I predicted it months ago. The moment it was announced that they were a relationship I said won't last. It's fake. It's a fake relationship. The agents would have said to them, Listen, uh okay, just just pretend that you're together. It's a real intense relationship. You know, and so she's going, Okay. And uh, he, of course, is, is just about as bad. So they sort of start this relationship, but then they suddenly realise that they're not suited at all. Of course they weren't. It's just fake old rubbish, isn't it? And uh, and then he gave up his job selling pens and stationery, which is lovely. And then um, one of my little reporters out on the scene discovered him in a pub which uh, with his friends. You know, being very loud and leery, which is embarrassing, really, because if he had half a brain cell, we don't even think he's got one, but anyway, if he had half a brain cell, that would be quite good, wouldn't it? Because then he could work out how he can develop it. You just don't go out with your friends drinking and doing other things, do you? Really, you don't do that at all. But there again, he's not bright enough to know it. But uh, very shortly, it'll be, sorry, Jack who? In fact, they're saying that already, you know, because they don't plan it. They just think, oh, I go out to some nightclubs, have a few drinks, score with a few girlies. And that's it. But it's it's not. You're supposed to look on this as as a golden opportunity to try and make something of your dull existence. And they don't bother. I mean, I don't see her going much beyond next year. I really don't. Um, Good Lord. Uh, I can't mention that sounds too rude on a Sunday morning, but we've got a lot of boozy Santas uh, invading a London tube station on a charity pub crawl. They raised 16,000 pounds, which is good. They were dressed as Father Christmas elves and reindeer. You know, I, I, it still makes me smile every time you see a whole load of people going out there dressed as the Father Christmas and the Elves and everything else. And you think uh, we had them round round uh, Richmond Twickenham the other day, and they were all on bicycles. And I thought it looked great. I thought that was that was sort of a really really nice thing. Other people of course hate it, but I'm not one of them. Christmas is coming. And the goose is getting shipped in from Hungary. Apparently, a Sunday Mirror probe has found a supermarket imports. Uh, ...import many festive favourites. Lidl's frozen turkeys come from Canada, Poland and France, while the goose is shipped in from Hungary. Iceland's turkey breast joint with bacon is produced and packed in Poland, while its frozen pigs in blankets are made with EU pork, and like the Lidl goose, its stuffed duck is from Hungary. Sainsbury's Maris Piper potatoes are grown in Israel, while Tesco's Lakeland goose comes from Hungary. Ocean sprays, cranberry sauce is made from berries grown in Canada, Chile and America. And then there's Lidl's, beechwood smoked salmon, a typical Christmas Day starter, which comes from Germany. The National Farmers Union has urged shoppers to pledge their support for British produce. Well, we would if we knew what it was. I wouldn't know. Would you know that um, Asda's roasting beef is imported from Ireland? No. I mean, if you pick these things up, I'm sure it's written somewhere. But I don't know these kind of things. Frozen Brussels sprouts, Morrison's. Uh, they come from Belgium, but does it really matter where it comes from? I mean, I'm I'm all for supporting, you know, the British food industry absolutely, but it's it's bringing it in at the price, and bringing it in at the right quality. So you can buy a Copa turkey, uh, which are they look stunning? They really do, but they're not cheap. You could you can pay hundred pounds plus, hundred pounds plus for a turkey, but they'll be queuing Christmas Eve outside Sandys. They really will. Uh, to pick up their turkeys, he, he he sells more turkeys in Twickenham, the surrounding area than uh, than, than anywhere else. I think. Uh, Death trap toys. You'll be buying a lot of toys this year, which could be dangerous for young people. So that's why these uh, there's 900 of them here, Britain's biggest container port, uh, just for they could be sold through websites and street markets. The cars which are branded as Despicable Me are not genuine. They're powered by rechargeable batteries, but they come with dangerous plugs which don't fit sockets properly. I think if you buy anything that's electrical from a market or a website, unless you know who it is, you know, you're asking for a pile of trouble. The amount of people who bought these scooters, which I thought were illegal, and these little hoverboard things, which can just burst into flames. Seriously, you you could disfigure yourself. It's like sort of sitting basically on top of a firework. Very, very dangerous. Very dangerous. So, But they'll be buying People buy them every year. Buy them every year. Doesn't help, does it, really? Uh, We've got some knife-proof gloves, sold as Christmas presents for the police. Knife-proof gloves. And uh, the professor, whose advice led ministers to legalise medical marijuana, is said to make £5 if given the licence to his company to grow it in the UK. Tearful Ashley, used to be in the Pussycat Dolls, uh, says, I don't feel wanted on Strictly. A little bit too needy. A little bit too needy. OK, just be grateful. It's a job. It's in this country. People like watching it. And, uh, as I say, the rest of it, just a part of old rubbish, isn't it? LBC News time. No, it's not. We've had the news. <laughs> it got a bit excited then. I thought, oh, let's throw in another news bulletin just to freak everybody out. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Poor Philip Cosgate. What do you mean another bulletin? Where's he coming from now? 14 minutes to seven. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Yes. It's exciting, isn't it? be. Sorry, I was just sort of running through uh, exactly what's happening over the festive season. You'll, you'll probably find it, actually, uh, all over the LBC website, lbc.co.uk. My nana was your biggest fan, Steve. She said before she died that you made her mourn. Oh, that's all I need, isn't it? <laughs> just before she died. I love that, Steve Allen. I love that, Steve Allen. <laughs> Doesn't really help, though, does it? Steve, I work all through the Christmas holidays. Twelve hours. Uh, more money? No. Uh, I work in a care home, so uh, there isn't. And uh, I made a booking to see Take That at the RAH. What's the RAH? I don't know what that is, actually. The teenage cancer. To... Oh, the Royal Abbott Hall. Oh, wow. That'll be quite a good one. Yeah, RAH is the Royal Abbott Hall. So, well done. Uh, what else we got today? Oh, a lot of people talking about the uh, the papers. Do you know, it's it's if, if it isn't Brexit, and if it, is, if it isn't you know people speculating on whether or not Therese... Uh, Teresa May will be clearing out number 10, you know, popping her stuff in a bin liner to put it outside the back door. I don't know. A survivor of the salisbury Novichok attack fears the poison is slowly killing him. This is front page of the Sunday Mirror. Holly and Harry, that's uh, Holly Willabooby and uh, Harry Redknapp. He could win. He could win. The public seemed to like him. But as somebody said, you're only going on that programme to pay your tax bill. So he must have had a horrendous tax bill, I should imagine. He lives in a £10 million house. He lives down on Sandbank's which is near Bournemouth, which is sort of... They, they 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 call it the millionaire's playground because the house is there. Somebody will buy up a, a house for... You know, a shack for a million. And then on that site, they'll put up two, two modern houses at £6 million each. There's lots of money. You've got to be rich to live down there. But as I say, who wants to live next door to other rich people? You know, because you'd be going... Uh, have you seen how big their the, the tree is this year? And uh, and it'd be keeping up with the Joneses. You have to make sure you had the right car. No good having some poor old car falling apart sitting in the, in the driveway of a, a spanking brand new house. You've got to keep up with the Joneses. And down there, it's keeping up with the Rednaps. I believe he, he he has his own dock for his boat. You can bring a boat into the dock. But you, they do that in America as part of the course. Over here, it's considered. I mean, I don't know anybody who's got a boat, let alone a dock. Uh, also, mobile. Oh, here we go. Mobile phone giant O2 added insult by texting customers and offering as little as 87p compensation. So it's two days credit. Oh, that's what it's going to be, is it? 87p. I mean, to be honest with you, I I didn't care. I I realise that a lot of people rely on their telephones. I mean, I don't necessarily... I mean, I rely on it because it's got, you know, phone numbers, but it's all backed up on the computer anyway. The Daily Star and uh, Monster Huntley. This is uh, evil... Piece of filth. Ian Hutley has begged pen pals. Pen pals? Who writes to that? What sort of sick people would write to that? Uh, Also, Olivia. Alex and I tried to outdo each other. She's apparently a reality star. No, it's just badly bleached hair, tattoos all over the place. Tacky. Okay? Tacky, tacky, tacky. In America, trailer trash. Here, oh, she's a star. Sun on Sunday, Jungle Emily and Fling with Married Ice Star. Every time I open up the papers, there's somebody else that she's been... She's been canoodling with. This is uh, Fred Palaszczak. Uh, Palaszczak? Palachak, Her partner on Dancing on Ice, uh, who uh, whose wife was also very unhappy with her as well. Why can't people realise that, you know, if you're on one of those sort of programmes, leave other people's husbands and wives and all the rest of it alone? And uh, the tele-ice dancer Fred's furious wife confronted him over this fling with Emily and demanded it's her or me. Oh, my God gets worse and worse and worse. But uh, now, Emily wants to focus on the future. What future? She wasn't doing anything before this. She wasn't doing anything. And somebody wrote to me and said, you know whose daughter she is? Of course we've mentioned that on the programme before. David Beckham has been plunged into a, a bit of row. He's in America flirting at a party and apparently uh, Vic is doing Christmas. What that involves, I've got no idea. I'm surprised they haven't done an OK shoot. But there again, as you get them in the papers every day, how boring would that be? You know, what would you buy... You know, the Beckham children. Do you seriously think she goes, right, we're all going... Do they have any friends? I only ask because you think of a Christmas. Perhaps they've got all the family coming round and things like that and she'll be slaving away in the kitchen. I shouldn't think so. But anyway, Dave is, um, is having a bit of a row here between his sister and her former lover over their baby. A snap of Beck's holding the toddler was posted by uh, ex-Big Brother star Chris Donnelly with a caption saying, who do you think you are? He says I wait five months to finally be reunited with my daughter on her birthday weekend, and he'd to be told to wait another week due to family arrangements. Oh dear, oh dear, it's all going to go pear-shaped, isn't it? And uh, Prue Leith says her new husband takes her shoes home with him every day to clean. We used to clean our shoes every weekend for school. Sunday night shoe cleaning. We had a shoe cleaning box, and we would um, and we would clean our shoes. Don't know why. Perhaps it's something that comes back to the, uh, the REF days. Caroline Flack, my agony on pills for depression. It's honestly, all these people's sort of inflictions seem to be... I mean, her party lifestyle, on, off, on, off, on, off. You know, it's that they need to grow up some of these people, you know, and then things might be a lot easier. But, you know, when you get the, sort of the ambulance called out for her because the ex-boyfriend, or as I say, ex-boyfriend at the moment could be back on again next week, decides that she's going to do something terrible because people do silly things when they've had a few sherbets. That's the way it goes. If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Sunday from 5am.